0: And for more, we're joined on the line now by Mohamed Nala, Head of Strategic Research at NetBank Corporate and Investment Bank. Good morning, Mohammed.
1: Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners.
0: Now, Mohammed, OPEC talks to curb production uh, over the weekend failed. Not too surprised, are we, about that?
1: Yeah, not not surprised at all, in fact. I mean, the one plausible hypothesis that was out there was that, you know, potentially they reached some sort of agreement Uh, but that they wouldn't be able to sustain any sort of production cut simply because the incentive for them to cheat is just way too high. Now, that would have been kind of a middle-of-the-road scenario. Not even that scenario playing out. We actually saw no agreement reached. And this is interesting because prior to these meetings, we had some conciliatory remarks out of certain Saudi officials saying, even if Iran doesn't come to the table they could possibly reach a deal Uh, and over the weekend we saw a significant hardening in terms of the Saudi stance towards Iran's participation and Saudi Arabia effectively coming out saying that they would not participate in any deal unless Iran was party to that deal so a complete about turn there and not surprising simply because at the end of the day it was in November 2014 when this whole game shifted around when Saudi Arabia said they're no longer going to be the price stabilizer that they're going to try and maximize market share. And that's certainly still being the, the, the key theme, I guess, here is You've got a world that is awash with oil. We've got a massive supply glut. You've got inventory levels that continue to build because demand hasn't ticked up. And all of these factors have been talking toward an oil price that is likely to stay lower for an extended period of time. So we've seen significant pressure come through in terms of that oil price. It has normalized a little bit from levels of around $45 a barrel back down to around $41.5 on on Brent as we're speaking right now. That's roughly around a 10% correction. Uh, But let's see how this plays out I still certainly believe that we're going to get one more leg down on the oil price. Uh, and then possibly over the longer term, we should see that stabilize. global growth. up. Over the longer term, I would be seeing an oil price between 35 to $45 a barrel, uh, and that's probably over the next 18 to 24 months.
0: And then just looking at what's happening in Brazil, the lower house of Congress voted to impeach Dolmar Rousseff. Um, so what does that potentially hold in store for us, Mohammed?
1: Yes, and markets tend to get quite excited, and everyone now thinking that this impeachment is imminent. Uh, I wouldn't say it's not, but I must say there is still a process that needs to be followed. So remember, the lower house has now actually opened it up. She, uh, she, uh, she needed to lose by a two-thirds majority, and that's what happened in the lower house. That now throws the vote open to Brazil Senate. Uh, And all that is required is that you need a simple majority, that's 50% plus one vote, uh, at the Brazilian Senate in order to impeach Brazil's president. Uh, And that, by default, would mean that her deputy would come into play. Now, remember, Brazil is a country with many similarities to South Africa. There's a significant amount of angst amongst the electorate towards certain elected officials. Uh, And on that basis, I I just don't get the sense it's as simplistic as saying, uh, this person has to go and all our problems are fixed. Brazil has these Massive corruption issues across a lot of the cabinet, and there's even been calls from the public to make sure that her successor, the deputy president in this instance, would also need to be impeached for them to actually see some real material change. Uh, The reaction on the market thus far has been somewhat muted. We haven't seen a massive amount of strength come through in terms of the Brazilian real uh, but that being said, it has strengthened a little bit. Uh, by, by, almost by, by, by the inverse of that is you've actually seen the South African rand weaken. Uh, and the reason for this simply is that you've obviously got the oil story, which we just spoke about, which is the overarching uh, feature. Uh, but by and large, if you have a look at it, uh, a lot of international investors are also surmising that possibly Brazil is closer to a turnaround than South Africa is. Remember, their economy has gone through a protracted recession over the course of the last three, almost four years now. Uh, and arguably South Africa maybe still uh, has a little bit further to go in international investors' eyes. So let's watch that space. But uh, I certainly think would may be supportive of risk appetite on emerging markets if we see some sort of development in Brazil.
0: Mohamed, back at home, the Reserve Bank Deputy Governor reiterating tough inflation stance over the weekend. Talk to us about
1: that. It's very important in terms of, if you look at what the Reserve Bank looks at, they also look at inflation expectations. And very recently, given the currency moves we've seen, uh, given the petrol price increases we've seen, is we've seen inflation expectations rise somewhat amongst surveyed participants. So that would be you know, analysts, it would be business, it would be labor. Now, now that's a big concern because inflation has this, this spiral that comes through. If inflation expectations are higher, you know, people's demand at the wage negotiations are higher. Also, if you think prices are going to go up, you rush out there and you buy things that you haven't maybe bought just yet. And that almost catalyzes an, an upward spiral in terms of inflation and forces the Reserve Bank to continue hiking rates simply because their mandate remains one of price stability and containing inflation. So over the weekend, we had Daniel is speaking about uh, the Saab's views. They say that a temporary breach of inflation is something that the, the Reserve Bank can tolerate. But if you see a sustained breach that the Reserve Bank would need to act in order to protect some of its credibility, it needs to remain this, and his, in his words, a beacon of stability. And this certainly plays into our view that we're likely still going to see uh, a few more interest rate hikes this year, our official view at NetBank is for two more hikes of 25 basis points. But I must stress that if we actually see inflationary pressures from higher food prices come through uh, even st- more strongly, uh, that there is still an upside risk to inflation and that the Saab will act should they expect those upside risks to remain on the table and not to be alleviating in the shorter term. So now that's certainly something that consumers need to take to heart, is South Africans have been these profligate spenders for quite some time. Our retail sales numbers haven't reflected kind of the, the very sluggish conditions in the economy. And the South's trying to say, well, we've got to start pulling in, uh, in terms of the expenditure side, uh, because times are going to get tough. And unfortunately, inflation is running a lot hotter uh, than would be healthy. Uh, That tends to hurt the poorest of the poor a lot harder.